I love the way the First Gen Lounge makes me feel. Because it creates a space where I belong. We're able to create community. The fact that it's a community. It's a safe place. It also gives me a place to understand different perspectives. The stories of these individuals prescribe transformational perspective. I receive encouragement, enlightenment, empowerment. And also serve as a catalyst to just keep going. Where we're able to be our true selves. I'm allowed to be an unapologetic first gen. And above all else, tell our story. And every episode is unique. I love it. I'm your host, Dr. Eve, and I'd like to welcome you to the First Gen Lounge. So, I feel like it's been a minute since I said this. So, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. The Hey, y'all. Hey. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So glad to be with you this week. And if you are new here, welcome to you too, boo. What it do? Maybe I should add that officially. I don't know. We're going to see. <laughs> feeling really silly today but of course you know every time every moment that you have to live and be lived right it's just want to celebrate so if I just made that up just roll with it you know how I do (laughs) now there's no way we can have a whole conversation about why you should start your business and I not tell you why businesses fail think that's fair to give you a balanced approach because I didn't hype you up about going out here and start your side hustle and doing your thing and I've told you now it definitely can be something that's challenging but I do want to give you some perspective before you go out here and be like damn Eve it's like that because it's like that let me just go ahead and tell you it's it's like that it's already like that I don't know if you know this but maybe you don't that's why I'm going to tell you because I mean a part of being here is for me to help educate you according to statistics by the SBA and when I read this I was like you got to be kidding me and I thought it was like this is a joke but it's not a joke according to the SBA small business administration at least 80 percent 80 as an eight zero at least that many okay small businesses fail within the first year did you hear that 80% like a whole damn 80 meaning if 10 of us go to lunch eight people not gonna have lunch money if you put it in perspective that's a whole lot uh, let me just take that back at least eight people at lunch not gonna have money okay so it might be nine people at lunch okay somebody gonna have to cover for everybody I think that says a lot because like I've said and I'll keep saying business is one of the best things I've ever done and it's also been one of the most challenging things that I have ever done now you probably like how you gonna get me all hyped up on why I should start my business and here I go excited and then I'm realizing I got like a 20% chance of making it Uh, uh, and don't even think like that don't even think like that Um, again because the point of this conversation today is to share with you reasons that businesses do fail. And there are so, so many, right? There's so many factors that play into what happens when businesses don't make it. So I wanna give you a few things, maybe like five, maybe six, right? Things to just consider. You know, if you are considering going forth with your business idea and like getting that thing jumping. One of the number one things is that there is no market need. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. It's just, there's no market need. And it's like, okay, what you mean by that? You may have an idea for a business, but before you fully jump out there in the water and drown, 
it's important for you to know is this something even a demand is this what people need does this solve a problem because the whole idea of a business is to solve a problem for a particular group of people every company that exists exists because that company solves a problem if that's washing windows if that's making your yard look beautiful and doing landscaping because you want to feel proud about this home that you earned that you own and all that right is it a car wash because you want to feel you know good when you in your whip right you want it to be shining and beautiful because maybe you are an executive with a reputation to uphold and a part of that may be not just grooming yourself but grooming your car is it that you are a motivational speaker or empowerment speaker or whatever kind of speaker you want to name yourself to be because what you're helping these individuals do depending on your audience right because i just can't give you one for that but maybe it's an audience of entrepreneurs right and you want them to go out there and win at life and you want them to win at business and you want them to be able to scale and grow and be around what kind of problem are you solving so as you think about this idea that you have in your head be it to a podcast to write a book because even books solve problems oh <laughs> books solve problems romance novels are entertainment do you want to get lost and you want to get you know escape in words like yes everything that you see lotion candles water yes water 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 bottles costco journals clothes why do we buy clothes beyond needing to be covered we want to feel good everything solves a problem so when you think about what you're doing, think about if that thing solves a problem and not just if it solves a problem, but for what group of people will you be solving this problem? And that's where you get into the target audience. So it's really, really important to know what problem you're solving, but even more importantly, who you're solving the problem for. Because you can very well solve a problem but i can't do wine for babies that's not gonna work that's not possible that's not even legal i don't even think that's ethical wine for babies right just what that's not your market wine for the elderly that might be something too right you're trying to solve a problem you want people to enjoy wine but maybe it's not the right group so you've got to find the right group and that's the thing some people start a business they start something this is grand great idea that's in their head and they think it's supposed to work because i love it and then there's no market for it if you have no market you have no sales you have no sales you have no money honey <laughs> so that's just really what it is so when you get to thinking about what you're going to do or what you want to build or thinking about being a visionary right and thinking about what that thing looks like on down the line is this something that's feasible can it actually work and i would say just as a look a quick little tidbit it may be really good to look at the things around you to see if there are other businesses that exist that are doing what you want to do or if you have even you know experienced a business that's similar and maybe they're missing that one thing that you want to add to the market consider it that way and then the other tidbit is to definitely ask people with whom you are thinking you want to serve so for me for example if i'm going to say that i want to work with first generation college students which i did which i am how does that look like for me well in a speaking capacity it works best in an, in an empowerment framework does it work best for me as well but then the kind of college students and first gens that i look for are the individuals who enjoy inspiration and motivation and journaling and personal development so it's really again multi-layered in what it is but i know who i'm after and because of that knowing that there's a need there because there are many students who buy journals right there are many students who read books 
but is my market smaller than maybe a student athlete market or maybe a black student, you know, because it's so niche? Yes, but that doesn't mean that I don't have a market if there's not a demand for what I'm doing. And even looking at the programs that have currently existed through federal trio programs and even those that are branching out or sprouting up today as independent offices, the other initiatives of universities, I know that I was, for lack of better words, ahead of the curve in thinking about what I wanted to do to position my business, but I'm also preparing and ready and evolving with my customer group and my customer base. Even with the first generation college graduate, there's a lot of building to be done in the space, but I know that there's a market and there's a market because there's also was no one else serving the first generation college graduate market when I jumped into it. So I knew again, there is a need because there's no one there. And per the people I'm talking to, there are some things that can and should be done. However, what would that look like for me to do it? And what works best for me and for who of the first gen would I be targeting? Because even within first gen, first gen entrepreneurs, first gen doctors, lawyers, first gen immigrant, first gen black athletes, first gen to the state, like there's so many first gen things, right? But again, it's really just identifying the need for your product and or service and aligning that with the right group of people to be able to serve them. So another thing, which would be thing number two, is competition, competition, competition. That's not to be afraid of going out there and going to get it, but it is to say, don't ignore what the competitors are doing. Don't ignore what other people who are doing what you want to do or have started to do are doing because competition helps you figure out where in the market you fall or maybe you want to fall, what to do different, what you could be doing better, how maybe even you can partner. And the other thing too is thinking of competition. You know, there's some people who say, I don't see competition. And honestly, I understand that perspective, but I definitely gotta give you this tidbit as well. You do have to see competition in terms of if you are offering a product and or service that is so very similar to someone else's, what is your differentiator, right? So are you pricing yourself out? Is it the quality? Is it the timing of it? If you are targeting the same exact person, especially what makes your thing more suitable or more fitting for that particular group. So in this case, I do say that competition can slash does matter. Yet, I completely understand when people say that they don't see the competition. Not seeing the competition, but not being mindful of the competition, those are two different things. To not see the competition can sometimes make you ignorant to the fact that there may be people who are serving the exact same people you're serving with the exact same thing. What is going to make them want to work with you or buy from you versus that other person? So you've got to think about those things and be real about it. But again, I get the whole, you know, I don't see the competition. You know, there's a blue ocean. There's a sea of people. There are many people to be served, right? That mindset is really just saying, I know competition exists, but what I'm working on is finding my differentiator and finding my people, finding that particular thing about them that I can tap into and hone into to be able to serve them. Because otherwise, if you're both selling me a bottle of water, there's two companies selling me a bottle of water, it's packaging, it's branding, it's price, it's all kinds of things that I'm looking at. 
and I'm one person that has to make a choice between these two different waters, which one am I going to want more? What is it about one company that speaks to me more than the other? Here's another example I think is a good one, Tarjay. Tarjay, mm, 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 mm. Tarjay in a number of ways sells many of the same things that Wally Wally sells, right? That Wally Wally, like what I did right there. The difference is price, and then you may even find customer service, but also one store may offer things that are catered more toward a specific natural hair products or carrying products by black business owners than the other. So there's, again, two stores. I can get groceries, I can get water, I can get classic plates and cups and aluminum foil, and they carry many of the same brands. But the other thing, some people may argue that one is higher than the other, maybe by two or three cents, because I've done the research, you know, but then there also may be a different quality of other products that you can get at one place than the other. So depending on who you are and you're choosing and knowing what's important to you, which is why you got to know what's important to the people that you're trying to serve, can you make a decision? So for me, I'm more likely to go with the company where I feel like it's going to be really good customer service, even if I have to pay a little bit more. It's about the experience, but a little bit more may end up being hindsight, depending on what I'm getting, a couple of cents, which if you look at this particular brand, Tarjay, and you associate them with being more uppity, right? Then you probably won't even go there if you perceive that that particular brand is going to be more expensive. And if it's not a draw to you, if it's more important for you to save money, then you're gonna go to one place over going to the other, right? So again, when you think about competition, there are so many things that are at play, especially when you're working toward serving the same group of people. But if you just happen to have something that's serving a group of people that ain't nobody serving, and what you have is what they want, then baby, there probably ain't no competition. <laughs> Until somebody sees what you're doing and be like, hmm, I should do that too, you know? But hey, for what it is though, just know that it is what it is, right? But keep in mind that definitely knowing the market, if there's a need for the market, and then thinking about what other competition may be out there, who else is serving? Because again, that doesn't mean to not serve. If you go down, as you probably heard, the bread aisle, the cereal aisle, you see that there are so many brands, right? And even brands that we haven't heard of that may even be specialty in stores, we probably never heard of either. But the thing is, you gotta know what's gonna make you special, what your thing is gonna be and who your people are to be able to serve them. Another thing, number three, is not having enough money. Now, capital, money, 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 especially when you think about just getting started. This is the reason why when we talked um, recently, I shared with you the idea of it's okay if it's a side hustle, even if it's just a little money that you're gonna have, you know, to bring in some money. Like, yeah, you gotta spend money to make money. And I've talked about trying to get stuff for free and doing things for cheap. There are some differences, you know, we can talk about later, but for right now, money is definitely i think the second most cited reason why a lot of businesses end up failing but you got to really consider how have you done the research where are you getting your funding from do you need funding is this something that you can self-fund do you need to go out and crowdfund do you need to take out a loan what does your credit look like are you going to have family and friends you know help you with bootstrapping are you going to fundraise is this a business that you can start with no money so there are so many factors right is it service-based is it product-based if it's product-based what's the cost of goods 
it's finding vendors is it shipping i can go on and on you see i've been at this for a while <laughs> so but when you think about money really getting honest with yourself about the kind of money you think you'll need and one of the best things i can share with you to do is to really sit down find a coach maybe go through score and get yourself a free um, business mentor just to get started with right because that's one area i'm gonna say that the free works the free works for that to get yourself started and to maybe do some consulting and work with people find out you know who's done what you're doing and get an idea of what the money looks like and if there's somebody who you're close with which i think is different to reach out to somebody who you're close with right you know have a conversation look i've been thinking about doing this too can we talk that's different than reaching out to a stranger asking can i pick your brain let me make that real clear so if you're close to this person and they're willing to have the conversation or you get to see them in business it's really good to figure out what the money look like because what it may cost to write yourself a book and start a, your authorship journey and get your books out there to the public and start selling them may be significantly different. Not even maybe, will be significantly different than I'm about to start a business selling fried chicken and grits and I'm just going to do it in this neighborhood that don't even like fried chicken and grits because they are, you know, health junkies. Is that a good idea? Might not be. But even thinking about the capital, from the building to all the operating expenses, the internet, the lights, the water, the permits, so many things to consider. Not to overwhelm you, not to discourage you, but again, something for you to have to think it through. A lot of people don't have money and not having money, <laughs> we're gonna go to today, let's go to today. It can be so many things that influences that, right? Socioeconomic status, gender, where you live in the country, all kinds of things but we just gonna leave it right there because at the end of the day it is my thought for you that you can do it okay you gonna do it another thing to think about and that I've come to understand is pricing is a really big thing and pricing can be difficult so kind of tying into the money and the capital thing whatever product and or service you're offering You've really got to figure out with all the other things, right? Is there a market for it? What does the competition look like? What kind of money is this going to cost me to be able to maintain or, you know, keep this business going? But then pricing, like you got to make money. You got to make money. Again, if you ain't selling, you ain't making money, you ain't got a business. And that's one thing that can be really, really tough because I just be real transparent with you. I've had seasons where it was real, real good. And I done had seasons where I was like, Lord, this is a drought. <laughs> I don't know how we gonna get through this, but I still hear. But in thinking about these things though, when you price, it's important that you price and really look at your industry and you look around again at the competitors, at people with a similar thing and determine was too low or maybe even too high right so that you could turn a profit because the thing going back to that capital and the funding right it's important that you are able to make money especially if you have taken out loans or you again have family to give you a little something little change you know they want they change back you really have to think about like okay is what i'm selling going to help me cover the expenses that i have and give me something extra have a little something left over like if i had a good way to put profit to people is wish a little bit of extra after everything is done so from the expenses you have and really the formula for profit is the money that you bring in minus the expenses that you have and whatever's left over that's profit and the problem with a lot of companies businesses small and large is that there's issues or challenges with turning a profit so the thing about not being able to turn a profit 
is not being able to really reinvest and pay off debts that may exist or really work on new projects to be able to push the company further ahead and again a lot of this is contingent on what you're doing if you're product based if you're service based where your location is what your competition looks like and what you're already starting off with so many factors but again think about your pricing so when you're pricing are you pricing around the industry standard for what you have are you pricing to be premium to reach another demographic or a certain group of people who are boutique or maybe upscale or got money let me just say it that way or are you wanting something to where you want to price lower and sell at volume as well just depending on what that thing is so you really got to take time and sit and look at that but again with the pricing sometimes if you price yourself too low you won't make enough money to be able to turn that profit but if you also price yourself entirely too high depending on what that thing is will you even have people who are investing in whatever that particular thing is based on that market right to be able to get what you need back so really think about that pricing along again with the market need with the competition and just with the money you have to start with and again going back to service-based or product-based a lot of times it's easier to move into business when you're service-based contingent on the fact that your startup costs are very minimal a lot of times it's just you or maybe there's a platform that you can use if you're going to do like an online course if you're going to do a speaking engagement or a podcast you can do things pretty cost effective but at the same time depends on how you're going to come out you know and like introduce yourself to the world your branding your marketing your website your business cards your linkedin your instagram your social media if you're going to have somebody behind that so many things to consider right so putting that there again don't be overwhelmed just have a couple notes come back and visit it we can talk about it again later um, but you're good so the last thing the fifth thing and for me i think is one of i know i said five or six i maybe give you a bonus but the fifth thing to share with you is the team Ooh, the team oh baby the team you've heard me speak more recently about having a team what a team looks like but really and truly <laughs> not having the right team or not having a team at all will definitely be one of the reasons why a business just won't work i will tell you from personal experience trying to be out here and do this whole entrepreneur thing the ceo founder thing this i got this thing i'm all by my solopreneur self thing it works for just a little while I think it can and does work better if you are with a side hustle and just trying to make a couple bucks here and there to be very candid with you. But if you're looking to scale and to grow and to really take your talents or skills or products or whatever you have to the next level, it's not that you can't do it by yourself, but it's going to be real hard. And I'm saying it from somebody who has done it and lost sleep and couldn't catch up with emails to catch up with social media to catch up with you know a marketing which also not having the skills to do certain things i was so caught up and i can learn it and i can do it all and i'm just a speaker i don't require all that that i didn't really think about some of the other aspects of things that would start to grow for me be it that it would be a book that it would be a podcast and editing and music and show notes and website and updates and e-commerce like the things kept coming and I kept thinking to myself oh well I got it I got it I can do it until it wasn't getting done and so at that point not having a team behind me period was causing me to suffer more but again 
I understand the fear of who do you invest or how much do you invest or, you know, who do you invest? Who do you invest in? <laughs> um, or how do you invest? Because it's these aspects of I'm scared to spend this money because I don't know if I'm going to make this money back. Well, that's one of the risks of being in business and being an entrepreneur. It's about taking risk. Business is a big ass risk, right? And you're betting on yourself and your team, your product. You're betting on this thing that you offer to the world that's changing the world. You're betting on the lives that you're changed and the problems you're solved. But again, trying to do it all by yourself, unless it's just that you're doing something like maybe a crafting thing and you're cool with, again, just a few dollars here or there. But if you're trying to take it everywhere, oh, check me out with the rhymes that you really got to consider is an assistant, is it somebody for operations, is it an accountant, is it, you know, accounting and tax person, is it somebody to help me with marketing and promotions and landing podcasts and getting speaking engagements and writing proposals and listen, <laughs> the list goes on and on and on. And I promise you I'm not complaining. But again, I told you I did not want to make the episode that we did 167 seems so easy like I can just start a business I'm gonna do this no you can do that but I want you to be prepared now of fairness I'm not gonna hype you up without giving you again a balanced perspective um, of things that could would go wrong or not even go wrong but can be challenges for businesses especially for those who are just getting started and again it's clearly the reason that over 80% of small businesses fell within the first year 12 months come on now and again it's really whoo it's a lot which we've talked about and I know I've given you some things but finishing off this part about the team though depending on what you're doing depends on what your team will look like for you and that's why I think it's just a really good idea to sit down and think about what you want to do who you gonna serve, how you gonna serve them, what you're serving them, what is it going to cost? Because even in pricing, and this is a really big one, you have to price to be able to cover your expenses, your team being one. So when I tell people what my price is to come in and do a program for a company or organization, what have you, <laughs> I've had some people say, well, it's just 15 minutes, but I gotta still pay my team for the things that they're doing and their fees are their fees <laughs> their their costs right their wages are a part of these packages and these things so for you who are speakers there go your tidbit there's a tidbit for you now when you are putting these things together your packages when you think about your services are you including it's just me and I got it and I can penny pinch or are you thinking about the people who are going to come along and serve and help if it's lawyers if it's copyright if it's goodness gracious just so many things you know so many things but I'm giving you all the business am I okay not really but hey just a few things because I know what I'm talking about no I'm talking about <laughs> and I laugh because again um it's just it's funny to think that this was not something I considered in terms of like how it grow and evolve and show up in entrepreneurship or even thinking that entrepreneurship was going to be a path I would take and here's why I can share this I had a business idea back in May of 2016 and it was just an idea that I was going to do kind of on the side maybe even as volunteer as nonprofit it was no big deal and what's so incredibly ironic is five years after I would have a whole business a global business at that 
that would be doing the very thing that was just an idea that had, oh, I think I should do that. And I will still work, you know, full time and just do this on the side here or there. And it's become my life's work. So that's what is so fascinating to me. I had the desire and the excitement and enthusiasm about the thing with no concept of how I would do it or what it would evolve to because it was just an idea. So I'm glad that I've been able to learn over the years, that I've invested in the years, and that I'm able to come back around and give some insight and perspective to others about things that one, I could have done better, but things that I'm doing differently now. And what I can say is, when I realized entrepreneurship was the path that I was going to be on a few months after having left my last job, I was just gonna take off for a year and I was gonna go back to work. Cause again, this business idea was just an idea for a side something, just something small and doable and fun. Maybe even just a hobby, <laughs> you know? But then now for it to be my life's work, it's kind of like, oh damn, that's how we doing? But that to say, when you take your business serious and you really want to show up, it's being flexible, it's being realistic, it's being able to show up and give your best, but also just know that business ain't easy, shawty. It ain't easy, shawty, okay? So let me throw my bonus in there since I told you five or six things and I'ma shut up because I've been talking to you for a while, but you see, this is something I really do care about and really wanted to put that in front of you, put this information in front of you to again, to empower you though, right? Now you know what things can be a hindrance and cause businesses to fail. You can know what to look out for. So you empowered right now, you're not discouraged, but really that bonus at six thing would be mindset. And if you go into a business situation, one thinking that it's just going to be easy peasy cause you the shit, you know, hey, it's a good reason to do it if you know that you are, but you gotta realize still competition, price, team, right things, is so much more than you. But in thinking about how you move forward and what you're doing, it's just really important to say, hey, my mindset has to be on this success and that I'm going to make it. My mindset has to be on this is good for me. My mindset has to be on I will figure it out that I can overcome challenges, that I can do this, that I have the resources that I need. You have to have the mindset for it that I'm going to be resilient, that I'm going to you know, show up and I'm going to forgive the things that didn't work out. And if something doesn't work out, I'm going to pivot. I'm not going to quit. That mindset has been the game changer, especially for me, because again, it hasn't always been good and won't always be good. You know, I'm just gonna be for real. I know there are gonna be things that are gonna happen, but as an entrepreneur, it's about figuring it out and solving problems even within your business that is solving problems for the rest of the world. Not sure that I said it earlier, but May the 15th, 2021 is when I celebrated five years of entrepreneurship. And I count that day as a day because the business idea was born. And so I can't actually tell you when I was like, I'm an entrepreneur y'all, but I knew that that dream had been realized for me that I would have something again on the side, something small, you know, just something, a little speaking here, a little something there, but I always planned on having a full-time job. But now that this is my full-time job, what I know five years in, right? is that those who do survive to five years is about 50%. So getting to five years, 50% of businesses make it. And then I think it's around the 10 year mark that they're like one in three small businesses that continue to stay around. And that probably sounds again like, what, them numbers ain't good. Well, considering 80% in the first year. So my thing is if you can keep going 
and if you can keep trying and if you're willing to kind of adjust and figure it out then you will be okay because your odds of making it continue to increase with time right because what you're showing to yourself and to those you serve is that you have staying power i was thinking this song in my head i got staying power right so <laughs> i'm in a really good mood so just roll with me so i think the thing is thinking about it doesn't have to be all bad but the other thing too is are you willing to adjust and flex and to change with the world one of the biggest things you know is having i talked about mindset is again being flexible in your business and being willing to make the necessary changes to make it whatever that looks like so i think sometimes businesses don't make it as well because they're not willing to change it with the times changing with technology changing the branding changing the services changing the product think one of the things for me especially is that I've continued to make changes and adjust over time right with the things that have been offered but I realized there's significant growth that can still happen for me but I'm also open to that growth and not going to limit myself because I don't want to do something different so many so many things so many things but things that are important for you to know at this time at this hour you know for for me sharing and you know i don't really talk this much but i gotta put it out there is just going back through it one knowing that there's a market need or not for that two just identifying the competition you know if what it looks like would it be like three understanding your capital knowing what you need you know how wide you're gonna make it number four is thinking about that pricing baby think about that price and what that looks like number five is having the right team you want to make sure you have the right team and then the bonus is mindset you know so within so without right so what you're going to think about what you're going to focus on is what's going to make manifest you know it's going to make reality in your life so please don't go into any business venture thinking that you've already felt or thinking that this is already going to be so hard and so difficult like understand with anything that you do in life that's a venture and anything that's new there are always going to be difficulties but what matters what changes the game is really learning about yourself learning along the way the lessons you know and taking heed of those lessons that you learn from things that don't work out but really staying persistent and remember that you haven't failed that business if it didn't work out and you pivoted and you kept going that's not a failure that's you going baby keep going all right so i am going to wrap it up for now but what i would love for you to do there's two quick things to help you girl out one please go join the ew family that's at www.evehudsonphd.com forward slash family so that you can get all the goodness delivered to your inbox weekly because there's things going on that i want you to know about that may not be coming up on social media or you may miss on social media or you just may not see that's only being delivered in that content and so i want you to be able to get that so that you would know what's popping baby and the other thing i want you to do is please go check out the evangeline worldwide shop um, at www.evehudsonphd.com forward slash shop go check out the goodies the greeting cards the notebooks the t-shirts the books the journals all of that 
I have been working, working, baby. So I want you to really, you know, go and take advantage of the things that I'm doing to help continue to serve you. Invest in yourself and your transformation and your growth and know that I got you. And also in the notes. So in the episode notes, links for both of those things will be there for you to get to because I try to make it easy for you. All right. So for what it's worth, please know as always that I love you. I do. I do. I love you. And I'm just glad that you're here. And again, if you are new, I hope you come back and come kick it, right? Because, I mean, it's how we do here. Maybe not always as long, but it's how we do. But today was definitely worth it to me because I want you to get them jibs, baby. All right. So with that in mind, I am out. Peace.